and welcome back to the Product Launch Podcast. As always, I'm the host, Sean Boyce, CEO and founder of Next Step. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Mary Sheehan. Mary is the head of product marketing at Adobe Advertising Cloud and is also the host of the Women in Product Marketing Podcast. Hello, Mary. How are you? And thanks for being on the show. Hi, Sean. Doing great. Thanks so much. It's fun to be a guest on a podcast now after hosting my own things. It's about a pleasure. <laughs> Awesome. So we get some experience both ways, and it's awesome to have a fellow host on our podcast. So thank you a ton for doing this. We're excited to talk more about uh, the topic that we have picked out for today. But before we kind of dive into that, if you could, please tell us more about your background, mention any of the uh, stops along the way, and tell us how you became the head of product marketing at Adobe Advertising Cloud. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. So my path started right after college when I didn't really know what I was going to do as, as many people kind of find themselves in the, the middle of senior year. Okay, what is this thing, this big world? Where can I go from here? And I ended up getting recruited from Google. And I took the job, was so excited, and I realized I actually had no idea what my actual job would be. So day one, when I get in, I, it turns out that I'm an account manager for our advertising products. And it ended up being a great platform, a great springboard for me to start my career at a big company, kind of learn the ins and outs of the advertising and marketing community, and then see what was available for there. So I have to say I got very lucky. It was kind of funny in hindsight, didn't really realize what I was getting into or this whole big tech world. Moved up to San Francisco from Santa Barbara, where I went to college, and really had a great career there. I started in account management, as I mentioned, and then was able to explore a little bit more and learn about this career path of product marketing and move over internally while I was at Google. And from there, I took it a little bit smaller. So I went to a company that's now called Nextroll. They were called AdRoll at the time. And I was able to become their head of product marketing pretty quickly. Did that for about two and a half years and then moved into my own thing. I really needed a break. I think at that point, I'd been working about 10 years as a professional and hadn't really had a, a break. So I decided to start my own company, which I still have a consulting firm doing product marketing. And it just gave me a lot of flexibility in a time where I really needed to kind of figure out what I wanted to do longer term. And the thing that helped me really realize is that I love product marketing. I love helping people. And it was really fun to talk and work with a lot of the different series A and B companies that I was targeting then. Then after that, I did a couple of different startups. Most recently, I was at Social Chorus, which is a workforce communications platform. They're doing really cool things. And then after I had my first baby, I decided to move over to Adobe, where I got a great gig and am their head of product marketing for AdCloud today. So I think it's for me, I'm seeing this bit of a pendulum now, you know, started at Google, moved over to Adobe with some smaller stops along the way. But I think it's just about whatever keeps you excited along the journey. I feel like I've grown a lot working at both the big companies and the smaller companies and doing my own thing. And now I have a little bit of a toolkit where I can think about a little bit longer term where it is that I want to go and which of those areas I want to explore depending on the season of my life. So yeah, that's a little bit about where I've been and, and where I might go in the future. I love how our backgrounds seem to evolve so organically. It's fantastic in that way, right? Starting my career, I always assumed I was going to engineer every step along the way. Man, I could not have been more wrong about that. So it's just, it's fascinating to learn from others as well, too, in terms of 
especially as it relates to product minds and minds management, but also had a interview with Google along the way as well, too, where they wanted to interview me like way back when for product management, this was, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. By the way, what's product management? I didn't know at the time that that's actually what I was doing. So I can totally relate. And uh, the diversity of your background and experience must give you fantastic perspective too, especially when working on all different kinds of projects now. Yeah, definitely. It's It's been fun to kind of pull from the different areas when I'm thinking about what the strategy for the year should be ahead, for example. So if I have to do something related to pricing or naming or any of the other big things that come in the product marketing toolkit, I've probably done it and gotten my hands dirty while doing it at one of these stops along the way. And it exactly as you said, it was never linear. Um, actually, one of my guests recently on the podcast described it as a jungle gym in terms of your career path. So don't think about it as, you know, I'm climbing up this ladder, I am moving, I'm swinging on this monkey bar over here, I'm going down the slide over here. It's just about kind of what keeps you interested. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's about all those different experiences and how you can bring them to the table when needed. And so it's, it's a fun place to be in. Now in my career, as a product marketer, I feel like I have seen most things in the product marketing space before. So that's always a good feeling. Okay, I've done this before. How can I reapply that experience and move it forward in this different type of context? Absolutely. And that's a perfect transition into what we wanted to talk about today, which is obviously all things product marketing. Conversation we've had previously, we started talking about how the new PMM, product marketing managers, kind of the new CMO. So we really want to learn more from you with all of your experience in that to learn more about what that means, how that's developing. I think a great place to start for our audience to learn more would be, can you help us in defining product marketing? What is it and how is it different from the other roles in product? Absolutely. So I think a lot of people think about product marketers as the people that launch products. So just like the name of this podcast but it is a little bit more all-encompassing. So I like to think about product marketers personally as the conductor of the product launches, product experience, and product go-to-market plan. So product marketers are really sitting at the nexus between sales, the broader marketing team, and of course, product and engineering to bring the entire narrative to life to the customer that you are trying to serve. So they're kind of like the translator between the things that are actually being built and how you experience them in the world. So in addition to product launches, product marketers are usually responsible for things like messaging. So any copy that you see on the product pages or often the home pages of your website, they're responsible for all that great sales collateral that sellers actually take and talk to their customers And often they're responsible for strategic things like pricing, packaging, how the product is actually going to get rolled out through which channels, and many more things that we'll talk about today, I'm sure. But it's really this nexus of an organization that brings all of the different points from A to B. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Along my product journey, as I was learning about ops and owners and managers and marketing and all this kind of stuff. I was particularly fascinated by product marketing. You did an expert job of describing and love the use of analogies, by the way. I use it all the time. It really helps people like contextualize and visualize what it is that we do and how it works and all that kind of stuff. 
because that, especially that intersection is so important. I feel like that importance is growing. So talk to us too about how the trends have developed, particularly in tech and at product companies with the importance of product marketing and how that's grown and evolved and perhaps also how it's differentiated from what we previously thought of as the, the CMO, the chief marketing officer. Yeah, definitely. So just to unpack that a little bit, I think about 10 years ago, 10 or more years ago, when I was stepping into product marketing for the first time, it wasn't totally clear what the scope of the product marketer was. I think a lot of big, big tech companies had product marketing, but often if you looked at the smaller companies, they didn't really know when to hire product marketing or often what the purpose of it really even was. And so I think the savvier companies started to realize how crucial it was to have someone like that, that is the connector role. And I would venture to say the companies that have been the most successful have hired strong product marketers earlier on. So to kind of think about how this has evolved a bit, one thing to kind of look at is the influence that product marketing has had within the organization. So I think that product marketers if I've seen, if I'm looking at the the pathway over the last several years that I've been involved, have been hired earlier at, you know, series A companies, they're probably about the 20th person to be hired, whereas before it might have been, you know, 50 or 100, the CMO or the, you know, head of product was handling the product marketing activity. So I've seen them be hired a lot earlier. I've seen the influence and reach of responsibility or scope of responsibility for product marketers really increase as well. So whereas in the past, I think a lot of companies maybe just utilize product marketers to make decks look pretty. Now they're really looking at product marketing as a function to bring strategic insights from the market and customer to actually influence what the product and engineering teams are building. So that's been a big shift I've seen as well. It's not just, hey, we built this, will you promote it? there's way more of a partnership between the product marketing and product management sides as well. So those are really great. And then the the final thing to just show the influence and kind of importance of product marketing and how that's really grown is there are now several product marketing organizations and podcasts and blogs dedicated to product marketing. Whereas when I was starting out, you kind of had to learn on the job, which was pretty challenging because there's no college course on product marketing. There's There was no organization around it. So you're really just learning from the examples ahead of you. So all of those different things are, are ways that I've seen product marketing become more influential over the last decade. And then now this trend I'm noticing that you brought up is that CMO hires are often picked from that PMM pool. And I think that that's for a number of different reasons. But Really, if you are a company that is looking to strengthen your position in the market, which who isn't, product marketers are really prime for that. We handle competitive intelligence. We are storytellers. We're bringing the potentially really complicated product solution to market in a way that translates it for those users. So what I'm seeing as a trend in a few of the women that I've interviewed actually on my podcast is that they have had this really strong product marketing career and now are really primed for the CMO role because they have been able to have this cross-functional experience and they've been able to have a lot of experience that a CMO would need to be successful along the way because PMMs 
are so in different contexts responsible for different aspects of marketing overall. So as an example, for different product marketers, kind of depending on the role, you can actually touch a lot of different parts of marketing. So depending on the stage and the needs of your business, you might be responsible for demand gen or branding, events, analyst relations, PR, all the things that go into making a really successful CMO type of role. In addition to the things that are more core PMM, like internal communications, crisis communications, packaging, pricing, launching, all of that stuff. So at the end of the day, if you've had a lot of product marketing experience, I am noticing this trend that a lot of CMO picks now have that that product marketing path, including Apple's new CMO as well. So really cool to see that. I I think there's also a time and place for a more brand-oriented CMO, depending on what the business needs. But it is a great trend to notice and something that I'm definitely keeping my eye on with women like Seema Kumar, who's the CMO of New Relic, and Trisha Gelman, the CMO of Drift, both of who have been on the show and have shared their paths. So really cool to see that trend. And I think it starting to make a lot of sense. Couldn't agree more and name drop some serious powerhouses there as well, too. Obviously, we want to talk more about that as well. Um, before we jump to that, I want to ask you one more question about product marketing because I want to talk more about topic with regard to diversity in tech as well, too, and the podcast, of course. But how you've described product marketing, I think, is uh, super helpful for uh, anybody that wants to learn more and the fact that it is evolving in all the right ways. And I couldn't agree more with the, you know, biased, of course, but getting uh, these types of product roles involved in these organizations earlier and earlier seems to be the trend. And then I agree as well, too, what I'm seeing from the perspective of success of these companies as they grow and mature is the ones that are introducing these roles earlier into the conversation, helping with building the team and managing the projects that they're currently working on is seeming to have that desired effect when they're looking to faster growth and more success and all of that type of stuff. Can you give us an indication of like what effective product marketing looks like in terms of results? If someone is, is watching product companies grow and evolve and become successful? Like, What does that look like? How do you attribute the success of a product company back to specifically the things that a product marketing manager has done and the work that they're responsible for so that people could kind of connect the dots in terms of, you know, if you see something, maybe it's like subconscious, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's like somewhere in between that you would give a product company a lot of credit for in terms of the success that they've had. What has been the product marketing manager's role in that effort? Definitely. So I actually want to start with saying that the business outcomes are usually what I look to for a successful product marketing organization. So things that product marketers are actually heavily influencing are things like win-loss. What's your percentage of deals that you are winning over a percentage of deals that you are losing? Product adoption, new users signing up, product and customer retention. So all of the major business KPIs usually are influenced by product marketers if the organization is set up in the right way. So, and that's something that's been really exciting for me is that it's no longer just the fluffy metrics like website clicks or downloads of your PDF. Obviously those types of things play into the broader picture, but we're now actually responsible for some of those really key business metrics. And sometimes even have revenue targets as well. So 
keeping revenue, growing new revenue, growing that user base, et cetera. So I would really look at the business metrics. I would also say just kind of anecdotally, and I kind of joke about this with some of my product marketing friends that you can immediately tell a company that has a strong marketing team by looking at their website. If it's a bunch of crazy jargon and icons and diagrams that don't make sense and you're left wondering what the company does, they probably don't have product marketing yet or they should think about who is on their product marketing team. So anyone on this podcast can go to a website right now and kind of check it out and and make the decision for themselves. But really what it comes down to is that they're able to be very flexible and nimble and shift their focus to what the business needs are and help to affect those ultimate business outcomes. And that's why I think it's such a cool role to be in. Nailed it. And I love that exercise. We're going to our website. If I go to a website and I can't tell what that company does, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> I wonder if anybody else can figure that. Yeah, you always wonder like, is it me? Or, and then everybody's kind of in the same situation. So <laughs> I can totally relate. Thank you for sharing that super helpful information. I'm sure, there we'll, we'll get into more where people can go to learn more about product marketing and product marketing managers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what we've, we've talked about thus far has been awesome. I want to take some time to talk about your podcast because it's an awesome mission. I'd love to hear the story about how it came to be. Uh, I'd love to learn more about you know, your goals for the show, where it's going from where it is, who you've interviewed so far. You mentioned a couple of names already. So give us a little bit more background about the podcast, how that came to be. And then hopefully that'll uh, lead us to a uh, broader conversation about diversity in tech. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah, glad to. Yeah, it was a bit of the brainchild of myself and Alex Lopez, the founder of ShareBird, who produces it, in that we have been friends for a long time and they have started some successful product marketing related podcasts. And something that Alex knows that has always been a passion of mine is really mentoring women and kind of helping them through the career path in tech. And then also really being a promoter of the role of product marketing. So combine those two together in terms of mentoring, helping, and connecting the dots with product marketing. It was kind of an obvious niche that was needed and something that I was extremely passionate about. So I like to say it was my quarantine project, but honestly, I feel like the the passion points and the some of the connections that I had were going to make something like this inevitable in some shape or form. So it was really cool to be able to launch this while COVID was happening to have a way to connect with other women and network and kind of expand and get to share experiences with others that are out there trying to expand their networks and their careers at this moment too. So, you know, selfishly, it's of course been really fun. I'm sure you have a great time, you know, meeting new people and networking, but it's, it's really cool to give an insight to those conversations to people that are maybe just starting out their product marketing career and don't have the opportunity to meet people that are CMOs yet or the you know global head of product marketing for Uber. So it's it's been really great to be able to share that. And you know, one of the tenets of product marketing that you'll hear people talk about is to really choose a very specific audience and a persona for anything that you're doing. So when we're first launching this, I did have a moment where I thought, wow, is this too niche? Is this too small of an audience? And I I did second guess myself, but I'm so happy we ended up 
doing it and having the focus really be on women in product marketing and specifically those women that are just turning out their careers, because it's created this fan base and this super listener group that is just the best evangelist group you could think about. So they are just really happy to experience this. They love the content that we're producing. And it's it's honestly been really rewarding to have it. And I'm taking feedback live, you know, getting new recommendations for people to have on the show. So it's been really great. And I, from what I can tell, it's been really helpful. And then as any great product marketer or product manager will tell you, if you have that base group that is really, you know, ravenous about your product or your content, they will share it with others. So I'm starting to see that it's not just women in product marketing that are listening to it. Men in product marketing are listening to it and people in other functions like training and sales enablement and sales in general are listening to it also and getting a lot of value about it, a lot of value out of it as well. Well, it's an incredible mission. Um, I've listened to the show. I love it. And you know, I'm here to obviously tell everybody else to go listen to it as well. Uh, there's a lot to learn. And, you know, it's not just great content, but the mission's awesome as well, too. We've talked about this, right? Tech for the longest time has had a challenge with appropriate amount of just like great thought and innovation coming from like what should be great diversity that has been lacking for however long at this point, but everyone should be embracing it as much as possible. Like uh, to me, I, it's, whenever there's an opportunity, it is such a fantastic idea. I want people coming from as many different backgrounds as possible on my team because that perspective is accurate representation, number one. But in addition to that, it's just, you know, having different experiences is going to give you different perspectives. And that's where innovation comes from, right? Like, I don't want everybody who just, you know, walks, talks, acts, thinks like me. I want, and I want all kinds of wild ideas bouncing around. And then for great people to work together, turn those into awesome products. Right. So that is uh, just a mission that whatever we can do to support it is something that needs to accelerate as fast as possible, especially in tech. So I have to imagine that podcast is helping inspire others as well, too. Really should be entertaining these positions, this this type of work and can really bring a lot of value to a lot of companies. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. I there was a a documentary that came out this year on Netflix, I think it was called The Social Dilemma. And it was kind of the behind the scenes of everything that went on at Facebook and Google over the years and why we're in such a state that we are now where there's these little fiefdoms and silos and radical groups can be created and and why there's no real what's the word I'm looking for? There's no oversight of any of the information and how it's really portrayed and put out there in the world. And I couldn't help thinking, and I was actually getting angry the whole time watching it, sitting on the edge of my seat saying, there would have been a woman in the room or a mom or a more diverse group of people. This probably wouldn't have been this bad. I mean, it's for the most part, the documentary is showing a bunch of bros, you know, talking about how they have now come and seen the light and now they're evangelists of the tech industry and kind of making everything for the better now. But, and I think that's great. I do think that there is a lot in terms of understanding where we've made past mistakes and trying to make things more diverse, but I wish it would have happened earlier. So it's like planting a tree. The best time to do it was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So I'm so happy this year has woken everybody up to 
how diversity really matters in every aspect. So really happy to hear that you're a champion of that as well. Totally. Absolutely. If I have an opportunity to work with somebody like you, I'm going to jump at that opportunity, whatever I can. So, uh, and you know, everything that you're doing to further this mission is awesome. Please let myself and others know as well too, what we can do to support it. Uh, it's something that is like desperately overdue that we hope continues to make even greater progress as we get there. Um, and just want to see, you know, that innovation, that different types of people coming together and just like creating all kinds of cool things and sharing their perspectives. And this is like you said, right. Uh, if you portray something from only one point of view, you've got a couple of different uh, points of view in a room, you're going to get a completely different perspective. And that's a good thing, right? That's always going to be a good thing. <laughs> so as much of it as we can get as possible, the better. Fantastic. Uh, thank you a ton for being here, Mary, and sharing your awesome insight, talking to us about your wonderful podcast, um, which we're going to link to and make sure everybody knows about so they can go to learn more. A couple of questions we have for you before we let you go. The first of which is, any resources that you'd like to mention specifically where people can go learn more about anything we talked about here today? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd love to give a shout out, of course, to Women in Product Marketing, the podcast, but also my friend Marcus Andrews. He has a wonderful podcast as well called Product Marketing Experts. He has a ton of guests that are, we kind of share guests that come in and out. So it's it's been really fun to cross collaborate with him in some regards on that. And then ShareBird is a really good peer-to-peer networking organization. It's free. It helps you connect with other product marketers. They do a lot of things like AMAs. They have video content. They're hosting all of our podcasts for us. And they just do a fantastic job of really connecting. And I'm assuming after in the after times when we're able to go be social again, they'll have a lot of great events and things like that. So please check them out. I love it. The after times, man. Feels like so long ago at this point, but hopefully we're hopefully we're getting there. <laughs> Thank you for providing those resources. We'll link to those as well. Last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? I'd love to hear from anyone that thought this conversation was interesting and wants to hear more, connect. And LinkedIn is the best way to find me. So just Mary Sheehan at LinkedIn and you'll you'll find me there. But thanks so much. This has been such a pleasure, Sean. Really great to get to talk to you today. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of Product Launch. I hope you got value out of it. I like to feature product people on my podcast because that's who I love to help. I'm a product strategist and I can help you scale your business and grow your profit through a product. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you, email me at sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io. Or visit my website at nextstep.io. That's N-X-T-S-T-E-P.io. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.